Section 13 of A Minor War History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. A Minor War History by Martin Alonzo Haynes. Letter 42. Camp Beaufort, Charles County, Maryland. February 16th. 1862. Of course, you have rejoiced over Burnside's victory at Roanoke Island and the success of the Kentucky Army at Fort Henry. If we can keep on with the good work, this rebellion will be crushed and we home again before long. We are under orders to be ready to march at short notice and will soon be doing our share of the business. A Vermont brigade is expected here any day to reinforce us and some big guns are being brought down from Washington, probably to be used in shelling the rebel batteries. The gunboats have not had their full armament until today. That foot of mine that I was fool enough to cut over a week ago is a beauty now. I got cold in it or something, and it now looks more like a parboiled pig than a foot. If we get orders to march right now, I shall have the foot swathed up in some way and go with the regiment. Slade is sorting over his stuff to see what he shall send home. He actually has more than he can lift. A few days ago, there came an order to find out how many men in this division wanted to go on the Mississippi River gunboat flotilla. They proposed to transfer 40 out of each regiment, and I suppose the idea was that they would find lots of sailors in the regiments from the coast. The order was quickly rescinded, however. End of letter 42 Letter 43 Camp Beaufort, Chickamauxon, Maryland February 23, 1862 My foot is most well now, much to my gratification. I would not like a furlough just now. There will be some fighting before long, and I want to be in it. The rebels over the way have not fired a gun for a week, and it is surmised that they have evacuated. Everything indicates that we will move soon, very soon. A brigadier general has been assigned to command of this brigade. Colonel Marston is coming back from Washington, and the officers on recruiting service in New Hampshire have been ordered back to the regiment. The quartermaster assures me we will be off within a few days. End of letter 43 Letter 44 Camp Beaufort, Charles County, Maryland March 2, 1862 Very cold just now, and the mud is drying up fast, so it is getting to be very good traveling. You know we are going to move when the roads are in condition. McClellan says so, and he ought to know. All the signs point to a movement before long. We have shipped the company property to Washington, and also our dress coats. We will not take any tents, and only two wagons for ammunition. We drilled now about six hours a day. The musicians have an ambulance drill, learning to get men into and out of ambulances to staunch wounds and to generally care for wounded men. Senator Hale told one of our boys a while ago 
that he thought we would be home by July. Damon got back today, and we celebrated his return by cooking and eating two or three pounds of molasses candy. I got one valentine, and I know who backed it. Perhaps Sally Shepard does, too. It's nearly midnight, and I'm off to bed. End of Letter 44 Letter 45 Camp Beaufort, Charles County, Maryland, March 7, 1862 A signal corps of some 100 men is now attached to this division. The signaling is done by means of flags. Yesterday a balloon went up over here. The observers signaling with one over Heinzelman's division miles away on the other side of the river. The rebel batteries have opened up on something in the most furious manner. Every gun appears to be working full blast, and the heavy explosions fairly shake the canvas of the tent. This was one of the preliminaries of the evacuation, which was completed on the 9th. Our new brigadier general, Henry M. Nagel, has got himself universally hated right off quick. All sorts of stories are going. Here is one, for what it is worth. He had an altercation with General Sickles and pulled his revolver with a threat to shoot. But when Sickles coolly pulled out his gun and reminded Nagel that he had shot his man before, the latter subsided. I guess there is no question but that he specially and particularly dislikes the second New Hampshire and first Massachusetts. It is stated that he tried to get them transferred from his brigade, but Hooker wouldn't allow it. End of letter 45 Letter 46 Camp Beaufort, Charles County, Maryland, March 16, 1862 Got your letter with picture on Friday morning. I placed the picture on one of my shelves, and when Gunnison came in, Damon picked it up and asked him if he had ever seen the picture of his youngest sister. Gunny told him no, and when he looked at the picture said, Oh, well, you can't fool me. That's the girl Mart Haynes travels with when he's home. But Damon actually made him believe it was his sister. Well, said Norman, as he held your two pictures up for comparison, they look enough alike to be twins. If Mart should see the two together, he wouldn't know which one to hitch onto. You have, of course, heard that the rebels evacuated their positions last Sunday. They burned everything they could not take camps and houses, their gunboat George Page, and various smaller craft that had taken refuge with her up Quantico Creek. It was a wild scene as viewed from this side. For miles it was an ocean of smoke and flame. They left eighteen or twenty big guns with other property that could not be burned. How this will affect our movements is the problem now. The old rumor factory is working overtime, and one man's guess is as good as another's. The story that appears to find most favor is that we are going to New Mexico, where troops are much needed just now. Another wise man has it that we are going down to reinforce Burnside. 
Sickles' brigade is actually on board steamers now, ready to be transported somewhere. The frogs are peeping now in every brook and mud hole. Damon shakes his head wisely and says, if we could only stay here till they get a little bigger and fatter, we'd live on frogs' legs. For dinner today, Slade, Damon, Haynes, and Gunnison had a great pile of fried oysters. End of section 13. Recording by John Brandon.